You are listening to Faithless Brewing, a Magic the Gathering podcast for the Spike Rogue. Each week we design new decks for tournament play. We put our creations to the test and share our findings on the air. Coming up on the brew session, Unctus Grand Metatect is an explosive artifact lord that is bursting with potential. It pumps your team, draws a million cards, and sets up infinite combos. Join us as we plunge deep into the metaverse today on Faithless Brewing. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Faithless Brewing Podcast. I am David Robertson, coming to you live from the Twin Cities, and I am joined by the CEO of the Faithless Brewing Podcast himself. He is Dr. Daniel Schriever. Mr. Schriever, what is going on? Doing great, David. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited to uh, talk about a little brewing. Uh, we've got a sweet card this week and a possibly sweet card from last week that uh, had some travails. <laughs> Had some struggles. <laughs> the struggle is real. <laughs> I am unreasonably excited about the card that we're brewing around this week. And I don't know how I ended up in this place because you initially tried to pitch me on this like during spoiler week for If I See All Will Be One. And I kind of groaned yes. like, oh, come on, like, not this. <laughs> this doesn't look good. <laughs> this looks like very ticky tacky marginal, but, you know, it's the exact kind of card that is catnip to a brewer like David. So you sent me some lists and I looked at them and I tried to like understand what exactly they were doing and it got its hooks in me at that point and it's just been sort of rattling around at the back of my mind ever since. I haven't gotten into it until just now, what is shaping up to be the end of Phyrexia season, but I think this is one of the most exciting cards uh, having seen how things played out. Yeah. So before we get into that, we just need to do a little housekeeping at the top. Just a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, you'd like to support us. The best way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash faithless brewing and join up at any level that you feel comfortable in. You get access to the discord. You get access to some swag. You get to vote on the card of the month. The monthly project was Malkator. This is one of the most successful brew targets we've had. I think, uh, you had a gentleman's eight two uh, with this card. I think you made a bunch of improvements to sort of a rough shell that I had proposed, including adding uh, some of our card of the week here, Unctus. Yes, which looked super smooth. Uh, just having a bunch of bodies to pump is nice. So yeah, the the Malkator brewing continues uh, unfettered. I I'm I have not played the deck myself because you got so many reps in, but it looked awesome. I mean, it looked exactly like we drew it up, right? Yeah, I'm having a great time playing Makator, and I will probably run it back one or two more times before the month is done. So yeah, always great to see like the community sort of come together and put the work in on a card. We haven't gotten that 5-0 yet. We're still working on it, but who knows? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one who will come up with the next great 5-0. Yeah, I think outside of the the limits of this podcast, we've kind of been on a nice run, like brewing a bunch of type of decks that no one else in the format is even talking about. And I think we've just been like four ones, three twos, four ones up and down the block. So hopefully 
This continues with Unctus, the Grand <laughs> Metatext. And if you'd like to hear more about it, of course, Discord, uh, patreon.com backslash faithlessbrewing is the place to go. Yeah, absolutely. Great community there. And of course, just a nice way to give back to the show if we're bringing you some joy. All right. So, Unctus, Grand Metatect, has a lot of text. You'd love to see it. <laughs> it gives you a lot. It, it offers you a multiple forking paths, as we say. <laughs> you can choose to exploit multiple of the pieces of text here. So, read it off to us, Daniel. One blue blue legendary artifact creature Phyrexian Vidulcan. There's so much going on, they had to, like, break out the small font scrunch up the creature types <laughs> yep you get a two four creature so one blue blue two four legendary artifact creature with the following lines of text number one other blue creatures you control have whenever this creature becomes tapped draw a card then discard a card what we call looting colloquially number two other artifact creatures you control get plus one plus one so the first ability boosted your blue creatures the second ability boosts your artifact creatures. And if you have a creature that is both blue and artifact, it gets both of those bonuses. What if you have a creature that does not belong to those categories? Well, then you might want Unctus's third ability. This is an activated ability. It costs a blue Phyrexian mana, meaning you pay it with either a blue mana or with two life. When you do so until end of turn, target creature you control becomes a blue artifact in addition to its other types and colors. Activate this only as a sorcery. So that means you cannot uh, give a surprise plus one plus one boost at instant speed to a creature. But you can, if it's your turn, you're about to go to combat and you would like to juice up some of your random creatures. Uh, you can either pay mana or life or some combination of those to give them the unctus boost, the unctus bump, we might call it. And if you need to lose life, it can target itself. That's true, right? The bonuses apply to other creatures, but this ability can target Unctus itself, which shouldn't matter until suddenly it does. I actually, I have like a Death Shadow list <laughs> that I'll be trying to sell you on. Right, yeah, I was just, I thought it was a super cool idea. So yeah, we will definitely try to even exploit that. Even the third piece of text, rel very relevant. All right, so that's all of the rules text. Any details of the card we should be aware of here, David? Well, I think it, the reason why maybe you were apprehensive about the card or I was interested in it is it kind of offers you two different lord effects that you've outlined, right? Is it a lord in the sense that if you have a bunch of artifact creatures, this just pumps them, right? It's just a three mana lord mm -hmm. with uh, a bonus to the power and toughness that is relevant. And then kind of an extra bonus, right? You can make them blue or some artifacts are blue by themselves. Or is it the second text you're interested in? You want the blue creatures that are tapping for various reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, there's blue creatures that tap to untap other things. Are you just trying to generate the looting ability? Are you getting value out of your graveyard? Or are you getting value out of the second draw of the turn? Are you looking for a combo piece? Or are you trying to do all those things? Uh, so you have to kind of decide in each deck like how you're trying to make use of this card. Exactly. The draw discard ability, the looting ability... That just opens up so much space and it's almost like you almost wish it was not so open-ended because you have to consider all of it, like graveyard shenanigans, drawing shenanigans. You know, I, I think, David, you've always been attracted to things that trigger when you draw multiple cards in a turn. This works with recursion. It works with unearth. It works with emery. Uh, it works with all kinds of stuff. 
So that's the blue half, but that ability does not tell you how to tap the creature. So that's kind of part of the puzzle you have to solve, right? Do you want to just do it through the combat step, right? Choose creatures that are very good at attacking and not dying. Do you want to specifically seek out creatures that have a tap ability, like Emery? And if that's the case, you know, now you're actually starting to overlap with a card like Tyvar Jubilant Brawler, which was our first card from this season. You know, maybe there's some cross synergies there. Maybe there's some combo potential. Like, there are a couple of cards that can actually tap and untap repeatedly. I, I had a brief moment of madness where I, th I thought that Seeker of Skybreak was a modern legal card, which is that's a creature <laughs> that can just untap itself over and over again. It's not, because if it were, that would be broken already. But you can you can approximate that by like having two copies of uh, Fate Stitcher, for example, in Modern. Or in Pioneer, you can do it with the card Kiora's Follower. These card creatures that just tap to untap another creature. With two Kiora's Followers in play, you can just repeatedly do that over and over again, and Unctus will trigger every time you're doing that. So can you profit off that some way? So a lot of stuff going on with uh, that draw discard trigger. And you have to decide like which of these is more important and how does that interact with uh, what we can call the beatdown plan of just making a large board and giving it plus one plus one. Yeah, and man, it's like, how much do you want to lean into one? How much do you want to lean into the other? If your deck still has to be functional, this is only a four of. Uh, and at least in Pioneer, there aren't replicative effects. Mm. So you need to be very careful that your deck if it needs specifically this card to win um has to be to make sure it's always in play or you have a way to search for it or whatever so that's that's another thing to think about all right so if it's all right with you david i'd like to just sort of highlight some categories of useful synergy and maybe you can tell me like which cards here stand out to you as, as ones to focus on sure so just focusing on looting doing stuff with the graveyard and with looting I mentioned the unearth mechanic. Uh, we can throw in the disturb mechanic there. I mentioned cards like Emery Lurker of the Lock, or just anything that triggers when you draw and discard. Are there any cards in this space that you think are particularly good with Unctus? I do think Oval Chase Daredevil is very good. Um, if you have a bunch of ways to loot, you know you can turn the Daredevil into real cards as long as you're casting artifacts. Um, I do think that Emery's very good as well, right? If you're hopefully casting Emery on turn two into Unctus, the tap of the Emery, you don't get to target the next card that you loop, but you do keep a flow of cards going to your graveyard. So if there's specific cards you're looking for Emery to find, um, they work well together. I know you're not the biggest fan of Emery, but I found this to be like such a powerful combination uh, in like the Melkator deck. Emery digs you four cards, picks up any number of combat couriers for example but it also just finds unctus you know you said it's a four of it's a unique effect but it is an artifact so yeah it's eligible to be grabbed off something like an ingenious smith or something like an emery uh, or a glintness crane if you are in glutton for punishment mm -hmm. so it's like possible to like find unctus itself within this uh, self mill recursion space yeah, the, the cards I don't like are the aggressive cards. I don't like a card like Scrap Heap Scrounger or Razor Lash Transmogrant because your deck is not inherently aggressive and like farting around and then generating quote unquote value with these cards is going to put you way too far behind, specific, specifically in Pioneer. Like you'll be slower than the aggro decks and you won't be able to set up your engine against the other mid range or, con or controller combo decks. Oh, that's too bad. I kind of like the Scrap Heap Scrounger. I would love to just 
have a 4-3 recursive threat. But I guess I see what you mean. Well, I think you can play it. I just, like, you don't want to be doing Scrappy Scrounger plus Emery things. You want to, like, I see one drop aggro creature, two drop Scrappy Scrounger, three drop. Okay, that's that's fine, right? And may, maybe then you get to play, like, Thoughtseize and stuff like that. And then maybe you can use your 2-4 guy so your uh, attacking creatures sort of function like Fable does, where you loot away your Thoughtseize against aggro and you loot away your uh, push against control. Like that, that seems reasonable. That That's like a reasonable shell. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So I talked about this last week when I was talking about some of our Melkator results so far. I really, really liked how Unctus makes Combat Courier a 2-2 haste creature. We tend to think of Combat Courier as like, try to like make sure we can crack it for a clue, but I was dealing a lot of damage with Combat Couriers and it made me think that, you know, these, these new unearthed artifacts might be worth a pretty close look with Unctus. Like, Scrapwork Mutt, if that comes back as a as a 3-2 haste, is actually dealing a good chunk of damage. Phyrexian Dragon Engine, you know, we haven't really seen much of that card. I think I was wrong about how played it would be, but if that's a 3-3 double strike, it's a lot more interesting. And I'm, I'm even willing to entertain like, you know, there's a common, it's like a, <laughs> another draft common. <laughs> it's called Scrapwork Cohort. <laughs> oh, let me look it up. <laughs> it's one of the top performing commons from Brothers War Draft, according to 17 Lands. It's a 3-1 that brings an uh, artifact token when it comes into play, but it unearths for three. So like there, there again, you know, that's unearthing for six power, four of it with haste. So maybe there's something there in the more aggressive slant. Yeah, could be. I mean, to your point, because this card is so open-ended, it's like the variety of things you can do with it is super wide. So even once you decide like which part of it you're going to explore, then you have to decide like what colors am I going to pair it with? And then after you decide that, you have to decide, okay, then which specific cards, like all these cards you're naming are at least worth considering. Even the Scrapboard Cohort, four <laughs> man is probably too much. <laughs> But it's not that's not like insane, right? Like because the two bodies getting buffed by a lord and then the ability to come back and then leave a permanent one one when it comes back is like not trivial. You could certainly imagine like one of them in like a Melkator list just to get milled away and then to come back for three. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's some graveyard stuff that might work with Unctus. Shifting gears entirely, what what about blue creatures that tap? Or we could say any creature that self-taps, because if it's not blue and you really like it, you can just make it blue with Unctus. Then you're going to get that bonus draw discard every time you tap it. We've mentioned Emery, of course, but are there any other cards here that uh, you know stand out to you? I was thinking about like a, a Vantress Gargoyle, um, Kiora type of list, and I wasn't really sure what was happening there. Um <laughs> Like with treasure cruise, I don't, I don't know. Like you just get lost in the sauce with some of this stuff, but that actually seemed like pretty good to me <laughs> that like Phoenix isn't really a deck anymore. You can kind of just mill your opponent willy nilly. It just doesn't help them that much. Like red, black plays one, uh, Kroxa. It's like, ah, that who cares? And everyone else you can just mill with impunity hmm. and maybe not Parhelion. And then like with treasure cruise in theory, you can always like block with Vantress Gargoyle. That would be a dream. <laughs> we did not do much attacking and blocking during our Vantress Gargoyle week. <laughs> no, we did not. But I mean, if you think about Vantress Gargoyle milling you each for one and then like looting, you are filling your graveyard like at an insane rate um, with Unctus and then like maybe a Cure in play. So you're just like milling like six cards a turn or something crazy. 
It's a two mana five four that becomes a two mana six five under Unctus. Does that help us? Like fight rigging or great hens or something? Yeah, you can do that stuff. I don't know why you're doing it that way and not a different way, but... <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so those are some self-tapping creatures. Other ones like Hanger Back Walker, like Steel Overseer. I see you've got some concepts drawn up for those, so we'll see them again. You don't have to choose creatures that have the tap ability. There are other ways to tap things for profit, and these will all work great with Unctus as well. Convoke, Improvise, Crewing a Vehicle using a springleaf drum anything in this space i mean there's a bunch of cards that fall in this category but uh i mean some of these are pretty good yeah i mean moon snare prototype springleaf drum these have been cards we've experimented with in pioneer there haven't actually been that many decks that have like moon snare prototype in them that have had any success which is really interesting uh that's still space to to think about um you know smuggler's copter in modern is really good Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's always kind of just looking for a, a way to abuse it. Getting attack is a four-four, that so it lives through both is actually like really interesting. Um, and then like you can double loot if you want, which is also like again like your selection is just getting insane. You'd highlighted the Omen Keel as perhaps a, a pioneer legal card we should consider for this crew interaction with Unctus. The Omen Keel is is the backside of Cosima, God of the Voyage. Not really a useful effect, but I mean, this hits hard. It's a blue creature, so it's going to hit as a 4-4. If it hits them, which it probably will, uh, you're going to get some number of lands, which may not seem that useful, but if you have all these free lands from your opponent, then you're freed up to like loot away your own lands. It might be kind of good, actually. Yeah, it seems silly, uh, but that, that specific interaction is so good. Even, honestly... <laughs> The sub- submersible, the blue, blue, two, three oh, God. <laughs> vehicle, it's crew two. So the same curve that into um, Unctus is actually really good. So it crews it up, it makes it a three, four, and that actually just straight up draws a card. So oh wow, you can decide how into that you want to get, but th- those are both like very, they, it, it seems kind of silly to say it, but like th- that curve is actually really good. <laughs> huh, I kind of forgot that this was a straight up clean draw. Okay. I remembered. <laughs> Key technology in the war against Nicol Bolas and the silent submersible. In the improvised space, we know Metallic Rebuke is good. Metallic Rebuke that stops their combo and loots you once or twice is extremely attractive. Maverick Thopterist stands out to me as one that's like kind of on the cusp of playability, but it adds a bunch of bodies to the board, two of which are artifact creatures with flying. And those become 2-2 flyers with Unctus, and I'm kind of curious like, if that's secretly great. It gives you the bonus when you cast it, you convoke, so you, or you improvise rather, I should say. Tapping your Silver Ravens, or who knows what you're tapping. Get some loots that way, and then it just adds a ton of bodies to the board. Yeah, that that I that's a card that it was kind of a miss for me. It wasn't really on my radar, but yeah, the what you're like outlining sounds very interesting. That's that sounds pretty good. All right, so plenty to consider in this uh, tapping for profit space. Of course, the cleanest way to do this is to just play a creature and attack with it. So any good creature that can attack uh, unfettered is is going to be beneficial with Unctus. It doesn't even have to be blue. It could be anything you want. You can just pay the Phyrexian mana to make it a blue artifact. 
But we're going to get paid off the most for having specifically blue artifact creatures or just artifact creatures. What do you like in this category? Um, none of these cards listed look very good to me. Uh, <laughs> Rabid Battery, I guess. Bomat Courier. These are cards that have seen some play and can be kind of part of like aggressive draws. Uh, but in general, like, I think Unctus itself on straight power level is actually more of a synergy piece than a powerful card. Mm-hmm. So I get a little bit worried when we're playing other cards that are only really good when we have Unctus in play, right? Like I am very allergic to playing cards like Ornithopter in, in, with decks like this. You mentioned Rapid Battery. There was a, like a, is it Mind Link mech deck that I think you've been messing around with kind of in the back of our heads for a while. It played Lizard Blades, and that was always one of the cards that I felt like underperformed. But a 2-2 double strike is a lot more attractive to me than a 1-1 double strike. And I'm kind of curious if like that's actually worth looking at again now that Unctus is in the mix. Yeah, I hadn't considered that, but it's interesting because Unctus also pumps the vehicle, which is a blue creature when mm-hmm. it becomes equipped. Yeah. So it's a, actually a five power double striker if, if it copies Lizard Blade, which is actually really matters. If if you think about like how the numbers add up, it's 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 lethal in two attacks, which is really actually quite interesting. Also, if you do the double giant thing, it actually just kills them now with Unctus in play. So the combo you're talking about is Calamity Bearer crewing to copy the Mind Link mech gives you like a double double effect on your damage right so if you also have unctus i know the curve doesn't quite work because we're talking about three drop three drop four drop but with those three cards in play it just attacks for 20 it's not doing most of the life loss to them it's just killing them i like that yeah all right so something i mean there's tons of stuff that just like plays in this space i i love it i've got a list that i'm going to propose that is focused on network disruptors (laughs) Just fair warning. We're not out of the woods on draft commons yet, but I think this is actually... Just start looking them up right now, folks. You don't don't have to know what these cards do. Extremely powerful, broken card, especially with Unctus. 1-1 flying artifact creature. When it comes into play, it taps any permanent, which can disrupt the opponent, tap a blocker, tap a land. It can also just tap itself if you just need a loot. And I think that's actually going to be very, very good with Unctus, um, although I have not tried this yet. So little things like that could be very interesting. Well, the, the fact that this card loots is why I was surprised you didn't love it when it was printed because it just loots all the time. And it's, so it's just moving card. Again, we're not going up cards. That's key. What well, we are moving cards from one zone to another, which is the Dan Shriver special. <laughs> well, Network Disruptor does not itself loot. It only loots because Unctus. Well, my point is Unctus. Unctus itself yeah, yeah. Is, a, is an engine that doesn't put you up any cards. It just moves cards all over Correct. the place. So th- this is this is your wheelhouse. No, you were right. You were right. I, I think the issue was like it was too much text for me to process, so I, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see the light. <laughs> it's like Moby Dick. It's like all right. At first, I think it's really about whaling, and then there's actually all this like homoerotic subtext, and now I can appreciate it as like the great American novel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so other stuff you might explore, right? If you don't like these crappy little creatures, maybe you, maybe you want to go wide and use it as just a lord for all your artifacts. So cards that spit artifact tokens into play. Uh, there's a bunch of artifact tokens. There's Servo, Stopters, Phyrexian Mites, Constructs, Mirror. Any card that generates a bunch of these will profit handsomely when Unctus is in play. Unctus is a legend, so Mox Amber becomes 
very good. I, I talked about this in the Mulcator results so far. There's synergy with paying Phyrexia mana for life loss. Um, I have a list drawn up that's focused entirely on that. And it's even possible to use Unctus to trigger like a draw two synergy, right? There's this card, Thopter Mechanic, which uh, I know you really like, and you're going to tell us about that, I think, in our first deck list. So tons of stuff you could explore. Um, anything you want to say about these, David, before we jump into the lists? Yeah, I mean, I think each of them is worth exploring, and I think it's also really important the first time we try these lists, or anyone in the Discord that is brave enough to try these lists, don't focus on the results, because the results might not be good, but mm -hmm. focus on what feels good. Like, does a curve of whatever, one drop into Thopter Mechanic into Unctus, does that feel powerful enough that they actually have to stop developing their plan and interact with you? That's my number one thing. If I'm trying to play out an aggro shell, is my best draw forcing them to stop just playing their creature, creature, creature? And they have to interact with my plan. And that, that's like the big symbol to me that I don't have to play Elite Disruption. If you have to play Elite Disruption, that leads you down. We know what the best disruptive cards are, right? And, and then that kind of is a little more of a gated path. So Unctus, in theory, is providing us with um, the ability to stabilize on the ground and provide all this card selection and perhaps, you know, value. And, and then you just have to see how those cards play out. So it may be that each individual shell performs poorly, but we see like, okay, Thopter mechanic actually isn't good enough, but the life loss mechanic is really good enough. How can we tweak those shells, you know, or whatever, you know, like we said, there's 50 different ways you can approach it. The few of these paths won't quite be worth pursuing. Some of them will be, but the results might be bad and you'll just have to incorporate the stuff you learn from the other lists, etc. Yeah. Great advice. So with that in mind, don't focus on the results. We're not going <laughs> to get many wins. Let's roll up with Thopter Mechanic. Tell me about this Is It list. All right. So this list is playing a bunch of two drops. So we have Thopter Mechanic, four Renowned Weaponsmith, four Scrapwork Mutt, four Hangerback Walker, four Combat Courier, uh, four Voltage Surge. And then our three drops are Unctus and Thopter Engineer. And then we have some five drops that Renowned Weaponsmith can ramp us to which is Skitterbeam Battalion and then a, a single Forsaken Monument. Uh, remind me what those cards do. Okay, Skitter, which ones? <laughs> the five drops, Skitterbeam and Forsaken Monument. Sk Skitterbeam Battalion is a nine mana artifact that makes a four, four trample haste artifact creature. Um, and if it's cast from your hand, when it comes into play, you get two copies of it. So if you pay nine mana, you get three, four, four trample haste creatures. And if you pay five mana specifically for it, you get three two two creatures. It's a that's a prototype cost. Each of them is red if you cast it for prototype, but it is still an artifact creature. So you could curve out to play Renowned Weaponsmith on two, Skitter Beam Battalion on three, attack for six, uh, play Unctus on four, and all those two twos become threes, and you can make your renowned weapons with an artifact if you like. Uh, and you can attack for um, 9 plus 2 is 11. So just that is 17 damage on turn 4 if, if you're not disrupted with an insane amount of looting, if if you like. And that's not counting a 1-drop. You could have played a Combat Courier or whatever. So Renown Weaponsmith is potentially so explosive. And this is a card that I've only really seen you trying to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 so it's interesting in multiple ways. One... It naturally taps. So we go Renowned Weaponsmith into Unctus, um, 
And then Renowned Weaponsmith can play another artifact, right? It can play a Scrapwork Mutt, it can play a Hangerback Walker, it can play a Combat Courier. Um, and then it taps, it loots. So you can loot away your Oval Chase Daredevil, you can loot away your Voltage Surge if you're not playing against a deck that cares about that. Um, and then in those draws where you don't have Renowned Weaponsmith against like removal heavy decks, you're hoping to play a Thopter Mechanic. Now this is a card that I didn't, we didn't even talk about during spoiler season. It's very interesting. One to blue, two one. Whenever you draw your second card for the turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And when it dies, you get a 1-1 one, one Thopter. So just a natural curve of turn two, Thopter mechanic, turn three, Unctus. You can turn mechanic into an artifact if you like. You can attack for four and you get a loot. Uh, and then it's also resistant to removal. So, okay, your opponent fatal pushes it. You just get a Thopter and the Thopter is buffed naturally by Unctus. So that is very interesting to me. Um, Scrapwork Mud is like an extra draw. Uh, trigger for the mechanic because we don't want to just rely on our unctus thopter engineer i think is just generally like reasonable you should consider it in all these unctus builds it does grant haste to artifacts you could say well our skitter beam already has haste it gives haste to unctus it can make any you can make anything an artifact with unctus itself so you can give haste to an oval chase daredevil if you choose to cast it or a combat courier or a hangerback walker yeah so it's it's kind of uh, similar to some of the uh, shell i proposed before and then again, of course, you also have the Voltage Surge sacrificing Hangerback Walker to make, you know, a couple Thopters. And then let's say they all have haste with Thopter Engineer. Um, so your deck is like resistant to removal because you have like Skitterbeam Scourge, Hangerback Walker, Thopter Mechanic. And then you also have like kind of nut draws where you are actually able to kill your opponent quite fast, uh, which is useful against some of the unfair matchups because we don't have Disruption main deck. Yeah, I feel like the deck is half aggressive or it's kind of like a slow developing aggro deck like if you specifically start on a weaponsmith then you can just explode with the the skitterbeam battalion line but the other the other curve right the thopter mechanic into unctus it feels solid but mid-range you know yeah yep they can just take the damage and continue with their plan and i'm i'm a little bit worried about the thopter mechanic getting caught in that space or maybe the mechanic is fine, but it's the combination of mechanic plus like a hangerback walker. We end up having not that many turn one plays and like a lot of turn two plays. And I wonder if we should just rejigger the curve and just like get another one mana threat that we're happy with so that we're just on the board more when Unctus comes down. Yeah, I could certainly see, to your point uh, earlier, Bomat Courier as a possibility. Mm. Um, I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's obviously lots of cards to cut. Do you even need the Oval Chase Daredevil? Do you want the Hangerback Walker? In theory, I kind of like having the deck be bifurcated because when you're looting, you like pick the half you like where it matters. But it might it might just take too long to develop, to your point. Unctus is unfortunately the, the only looter in this shell. I guess the Scrapwork Mutt is a looter, so that's not true. Scrapwork Mutt. But yeah, maybe maybe that's like not quite enough for Oval Chase. Maybe like a single Phyrexian Dragon Engine is is like a better use of that slot because that like hits harder. I could imagine just killing someone with that, and then I can definitely get the Unearth later. There's stuff here to play with for sure. Yeah, and then I have a bunch of cards in the side. So I have Silence Immersible. We mentioned that earlier. Cosima again, the a one of Cosima. You should probably consider in any deck with Octus. <laughs> honestly, uh, unlicensed. First, Reckoner Bankbuster as a possible main deck card. Again, mm. if you want to go like all in on the Renowned Weaponsmith, it helps you turn your Bankbuster into cards very easily. 
It also helps uh, crew Bankbuster. You know, you have all these little creatures running around, but they're actually powered up. Um, Shrapnel Blast, again, it's just like a finisher. Uh, maybe if you want to go all in on the Hangerback Walker, you could play like four Thopter Engineers. Uh, really just try to maximize your damage. Maybe don't play any ramp. Like you could cut the Renown Weapon Smith Skitter Beam package and play like all cheaper creatures with four uh, Shrapnel Blast. So there's just there's just a ton of different ways you could do this. But so these are just all cards to consider. Um, but I take I take your point about curve considerations. It, it might be that where we need to kind of like pick our path and lean more into like one drop, two drop, three drop with no ramp, and then maybe like more of the a ramp centric build. Yeah, maybe this is where we could try out that Maverick Thopperist as kind of the it's like a curve topper that can also come down early. Yeah. That requires having a little more artifact creatures because uh, you do need actual artifacts to improvise and the mechanic is not that. So not totally sure. I mean, I actually, I actually kind of like Enthusiastic Mechanauts, you know, 2-2 two, two flyer that is an artifact creature that reduces your artifacts by one. Uh, I don't know if you've been tempted by that in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Emery makes sense here too. Like, I know you don't like Emery, but even if all Emery does is mill four cards and die that still could have milled multiple scrapwork mutts and combat couriers there's a lot to consider uh i mean in the is it space is it creatures that are artifacts there's so many cards to consider here yeah i do i do think just generally my my sense is in a red blue list and is, is it list you want to have a way to close the show like where you are mm-hmm. putting a bunch of power in play to kill them so if you want to lean in on the renowned weaponsmith uh skitter beam thing or if the thopter mechanic like you want to be able to attack for four or five damage like on turn three a reasonable amount of time yeah and i think that i mean that thopter engineer giving haste to anything with unctus that's that's super slick that's a great find all right next up you had had success with a blue white malkator list and you started playing around with some of the flex slots so this is going like all the way in on unctus so there's four unctus here uh, I kept a lot of the tech that you like, so the Skrelves, um, I kept some Emery's, I know you like them. But now actually Servo Exhibition seems really interesting to me, because Servo Exhibition before in some of the like black-white lists I was proposing with Malkator was just there to help us trigger Malkator. But if we have a Lord, Servo Exhibition is actually an interesting curve, right? Turn 2, Exhibition, turn 3, Unctus, you can make them both blue if you want, if you want to double loot, but it just lets you attack for 4. Um... And it can trigger Malkator and Servo Exhibition can trigger Ingenious Smith. And same for Sram's Expertise. It's not just a card that works with Malkator. Uh, the three one ones actually matter quite a bit uh, with Unctus. So it's just, and it may be that the, the shell you had and maybe just adding like another Unctus and not going all in on some of these more speculative cards is just better. But at least something to consider in terms of now that you have this Lord, you can kind of like go all in on the Malkator and all in on the Unctus in the same way. Uh, but you're the individual card quality is maybe slightly lower. So one mana, portable hole, combat courier, and Skrelve, four, four, and three. At two mana, Ingenious Smith, Patrick Automaton, Servo Exhibition, four copies of each, two copies of Emery, three Mox Amber. At three mana, you have four copies of Melkator and four Unctus, and then the curve topper is Fram's Expertise, two copies. Keeping the 22 land shell, of which four of those are artifact lands that the Smith can find so I talked to Lawson about this Melkator concept uh, when we were at the Hunter Burton, and he's been in, like playing around with it. We've switched the Darksteel Citadels for Treasure Vaults because that actually has come up a few times since then. That uh, since we no longer care about indestructible 
just getting treasures actually triggers Malkator pretty easily in the mid game. Um, so that's one change. And I'm, I'm curious if like, you know, that draft common that we were <laughs> talking about the three, one on earth, <laughs> maybe that's just like better than Sram's expertise here. Is that possible? It's possible. Uh, if you go all in on Emery, it might be a little better, uh, where it's just like a value card to be milled. Yeah. I mean, I, I do love Emery. The card that I would like to maybe cut to make room for some of this is, is the patchwork automaton. Like there are some matchups where it's great and others where it's just like, doesn't do anything. And if I'm adding more cards like server exhibition that are not going to trigger the automaton, I'm just like ready to cut it. Uh, I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Yeah. I mean, you've played this list. I haven't, we still have a lot of artifacts in this list. Uh, automaton gets even better with Unctus, So it's like harder to cut because it's base power is high or, um, like just patchwork automaton into Unctus is a three power creature that is very hard to target for our opponent. So, or patchwork automaton into mox amber into Unctus into another spell is, you know, a five power creature that is very difficult to, to target on turn three, um, that, that we can yeah. make loot for us. So that's true. I think this card's very good. You've, you've historically liked it less than me. Uh, and again, you, you've played at least the original version of this list and it might be that, the original version of the list with like three Unctus is just like the right level. Like I did not like the Oswald okay. uh, like package that you added. It just, mm -hmm. that seemed way too clunky. So maybe just like the third Unctus and maybe like, I was thinking we should maybe just play like one of the improvised counter spells that we can always like loot to try to find if we're like way ahead to like stop the wrath or whatever. Like just have one main deck that we can like search for almost when you're so you had a bunch of great screenshots of you like looting three or four times. Which card were you talking about? The the improvised uh, mana leak. Oh, the metallic rebuke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or even like if you're playing Unctus and Malkator, maybe you can just play a Stubborn Denial if you think you'll have like a four power creature or reasonable enough amount of the time. Mm -hmm. Like just, just as a one of like in the main deck that we can find if we need to. And, you know, we, of course, when it's terrible, we just loot it away. Like it, it, it'd just be cool to have like one of those in the deck because... You know, a lot of your screenshots were like, all right, as long as they don't sweep the next turn, I basically win. And we get like five looks at something. It's, it'd just be cool to have like one card, like, you know, still had all these kind of insurance policy. Another card that Lawson was messing around with, and this would directly compete with server exhibition, is the white puzzle knot, which sucks, right? It's two mana, it makes the one one <laughs> servo, but it is an artifact. So that's two artifacts again for the Malkator. Yeah. And then if you just like draw that, and it's any turn after turn four, it immediately can be sacrificed for the third artifact. Oh, that's cool. I can see that being better than Sram's expertise. Yeah, something to consider. I don't, I don't know for sure yet if that's actually good enough. Yeah, again, like, all this stuff is pretty clunky, <laughs> right? Like, the, yeah. the whole point is, Malkator doesn't need to make an extra thing to be on the level, especially if you have Unctus buffing both halves mm -hmm. that's all that's already just making this card like very reasonable because it has two bodies so maybe we don't need to bend that far and we just need a little bit more interaction that's true yeah more interaction or i'm like more power like we just squeeze the venerated loxodon the elephant lord in here yeah it could be could be <laughs> elephant tribal with melkator and venerated loxodon this is the key but i mean I, this is space that we at least have confidence in you know i think mm -hmm. you had a lot of success with the blue white build 
adding Unctus was better uh, in the kind of final form, especially because it itself is an artifact. Um, you know, I think you had two X in your list that, yeah, that felt did, very yeah. good. So we know I mean, we don't have to play four Unctus. We know at least two is very reasonable. Maybe the third is very great, you mm-hmm. know. And so that the shell is already something we've got some faith in there, right? That it felt good. It was having yeah. results against a wide variety of the, the format. So tweaking the cards, you know, I think exactly what Lawson's doing. Like a bunch of random cards have uses because if you're putting multiple artifacts in play, it just is better <laughs> than you would think with Unctus. Right. Uh, there's a there's a four mana uh, thing that makes like two servos and like as a dwarf, you could, like we already talked about, you could play the five mana. 2-1 that gives all your creatures plus, plus one plus one and uh, makes two servos um, and is lifelink. Like, th- these are actually reasonable cards to play uh, as like one of, like on the top end of your curve. So I kind of like uh, Whirler Rogue. That's two blue blue for a 2-2. Two, two. Whirler Rogue, another great one. Brings two Thopters and it allows you to just tap two artifacts whenever you want to give things unblockable. And give things unblockable. Like, so that plus Skrelv means like you can probably just get in for eight damage, right? If you've got two golems lying around. Yeah, and loot as many times as you want when you do that. Yeah, yep. All right, lots to play with in blue-white. This next one here is taking us into Salty Colors for um, a pretty cool deck that you had almost 5-0'd with. Yeah, had multiple draws to win the two matches I lost. So every, every the two matches I lost went to three games. The three I won were 2-0. The deck actually felt weirdly good. So the plan here is we have our common <laughs> shell here of two drops. We have Renowned Weaponsmith, Hangerback Walker, Steel Overseer, Patchwork Automaton. We're pairing this with Black. So we actually have the best interaction in the format. Thoughts, he's push. Um, the Renowned Weaponsmith lets us cast, you know, whatever. Steel Overseer, Hangerback Walker, Patchwork Automaton. But we're also going up the curve to cast... We have four Chariot, one Sky Sovereign. Uh, I was playing a bunch of Emery's. The, the card just felt really weak in the shell because I had Tyvar. I thought it would at least be okay. Um, and then Tyvar is actually awesome. Tyvar, like, get back, Steel Overseer. Uh, Steel Overseer can activate itself right away. Unctus can actually make anything an artifact. So if you have the life, Steel Overseer is just, like, tapping to give your entire board. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So, like, I'm, I'm outlining a line here. You can play turn two Steel Overseer, turn three Unctus, play Hangerback Walker on zero, but Unctus keeps it alive because it's giving artifact creatures plus one, plus one. Then you tap Steel Overseer and it buffs Unctus as an artifact already, pumps up your Hangerback Walker and pumps your Steel Overseer. You can make it blue if you want to loot. Um, and then if you, like, play a Tyvar next turn, you just, like, tap your Steel Overseer multiple times. You can tap your Hangerback Walker multiple times. You know, it... it it's just crazy some of the stuff, some of the things you can do. So I basically took my shell before, which which had all this. They was playing like three Emery's. I cut two Emery's, added three Unctus. Um, I cut a few other random cards. I can't remember what they were. I even found room for another Thoughtseize. I'd have to look at my original list to see what I'm replacing. But still left one Emery in. It's fine. I even added a Chief Engineer just to try to help us cast like Chariot on turn three uh, more often. Um... And one Chief Engineer is actually really good, I think, just to have around. It just lets everything tap, quote-unquote, with haste um, if you have an Unctus in play. Yeah. Love that with Unctus. Like, you can play Chief Engineer, Unctus, tap them both, loot, play, uh, you know, Patrick Automaton or Steel Overseer. So when we first looked at Unctus, I thought that Chief Engineer was going to be, like, a must, right? Because that that's how you combo with... Unctus, Chief Engineer, and Oval Chase Daredevil, you just stroll through your deck. 
but that's probably not good enough, but it doesn't mean you can't incorporate a little bit of that into certain shells. So I think like having small numbers of engineer makes total sense. Yeah, I've hated every time I've drawn a second engineer, I've been so mad in various shells I've tried, but the first one is always pretty sweet. So, you know, just make sure you don't ever draw the second one. <laughs> exactly. And it's interesting that even if you don't like Emery, Tyvar can still be very good. And Tyvar takes full advantage of the looting on Unctus. Like Tyvar, when you actually know what you're going to get back before you mill three, like it's extremely, extremely powerful. So that's another little place where the bonus loot from Unctus is more than just an incidental filtering. Also, possibly relevant, but like Unctus pumps your chariot. So your chariot like wins chariot battles. Uh, okay. can't actually be profitably blocked by, you know, bone crusher giant, uh, things like that. So it can pump both cats. Like again, you have to have the life to do all this stuff, but you can do some crazy stuff like <laughs> play chariot. Unctus turns both cats into artifacts, crew up chariot, tap steel overseer, pump everything. Yeah. And keep in mind, you don't have to have life. You can just spend blue mana as well. So if it's oh, the I'm, mid game, I'm paying life oh, okay. <laughs> or you can also pay life, pay, pay the iron cost, baby. Sure. <laughs> All right, so excited to see if these changes uh, can get this deck over the finish line. We're so close to that 5-0 with it already. Yes. All right, and then the final one is like all in on combo. So this deck has four Emery. This deck has four Paradox Engine, four Round of Weaponsmith, four Ingenious Smith. So similar shell to kind of like the blue-white Malkator shell, but instead of having like creatures that can attack and block, we are just trying to set up Paradise Engine loops uh, Paradise Engine untapping blue creatures sort of has the tie bar effect, like you're saying. If we have blue creatures that we can tap over and over again, um, we can start doing some some sweet stuff. We have the ability to win with the following combination. So if we have a Paradox Engine Emery, if we have two Ambers anywhere, and an Unctus in play or in our hand or in the graveyard, um, we can win. So we can loop Ambers. And then we can play Unctus, and then now when we loop, we go through our entire deck, we make blue mana, and we win with our one Thassa's Oracle. Or if you have two Ambers anywhere and Reservoir anywhere with a Paradox Engine Emery, you make as much mana as you need to cast Reservoir, you cast Reservoir, you cast your Ambers over and over again, you eventually gain 50 life and kill your opponent. Or if you have a Paradox Engine Emery and a Renowned Weaponsmith, if you have a Soul Guide Lantern anywhere... The mana from Renowned Weaponsmith can be used to play and activate Soul Guide Lantern over and over again. So you keep untapping your Emery and your Soul or your Weaponsmith. You cast Soul Guide Lantern. You untap them both. You do it over and over again. You draw through your deck. And then you Thassa's Oracle your opponent. And we have the one of uh, Edderflect Reservoir there as just like an Emeryable win condition as opposed to Thassa's Oracle. That also beats Elish Norn for the handful of decks that play that. You don't have to worry about Thassa's Oracle getting shut off. And we do have like a one of recommission as a card that finds Unctus if we need that to go off, can find Thassa's Oracle if we milled it or has been thought seized um, or, you know, whatever. Finds whatever, every, every creature. It can find an Ingenious Smith for a value play. So we're maxing out on Paradox Engines because we have these renowned Weaponsmiths to just cast them so easily. I mean, again, we keep coming back to Weaponsmith as like a hidden power card, and I think you're absolutely right to just keep pushing on this space. One little detail, I think this may finally, finally be a deck where Glint Nest Crane is just straight up better than Ingenious Smith, because I don't think you're ever going to kill them with damage here, and the Crane being blue I think matters a lot for Unctus. It's just like an extra looter that can just attack every turn. 
Yeah, that, that might be true. That might be true. My concern is that Ingenious Smith actually becomes a reasonable blocker, but maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe that doesn't matter. I guess the the train actually has four toughness with an unctus in play, so maybe yeah, maybe it is just better. That's a good point. I don't even think about it because just in your mind, in my mind, it's just oh, it's worse than Smith, which in ninety nine percent of the time it is. Yeah, I think Crane's like sort of okay with unctus. <laughs> um, remains to be seen, but in a combo show like this, yeah, let's let's definitely try the cranes first. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So the other way to combo with Unctus, and you've outlined some alternative combo routes, right? Like this one you're describing is kind of the the known get a Paradox Engine in play and then do something with, you know, Emery or whatever over and over again. But there is this other route to combo, specifically with uh, Kiora's Follower if we're in Pioneer or Fate Stitcher if you're in Modern. So walk me through what you're thinking in, in, in this combo space. So if you have two Curious Followers and an Unctus, and I realize that's asking a lot, the Curious Followers can untap themselves over and over again, and then you eventually find, again, Thassa's Oracle is going to be your win condition. Um, I would probably want to play Tyvar in this deck because it helps find Curious Follower and it gives them haste, so it lets you do a you know, full <laughs> to turn and a half faster. Um, you could even play the blue uh, creature that uh, Lotus Field plays as an extra untap source. Uh, it's two and a blue for a 1-3 that untaps any permanent. It can also cycle to untap. Oh, that untaps any permanent? The Vizier of yeah. Tumbling Sands? Yes. Okay. So I'd play four of those, four Cures Follower, four Unctus, four Tyvar. Whatever else you want to play beyond that is between you and your Lord <laughs> and Savior. Four, th th four Thassa's Oracle. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I have, <laughs> I have some suggestions there. I'm thinking that you're also on your way to just being a Vanifar deck which works with Tyvar very nicely. That corridor monitor is like pretty good with those too. So like maybe Vanifar is like your alternate branch of the combo, which can either assemble the Kiora's follower Unctus combo, or it does its own Vanifar tree. Like if that makes sense. Yeah. But what does the Vanifar tree do? Cause the Vanifar tree, the actual combo that does like 20 damage in pioneer takes a ton of slots and a whole nother color. Well, okay, so you could build it so that all it does is support the Unctus combo. So it, it finds like a Glass Pool Mimic and a Kiora's follower, for example. So there's your two followers, and you need to have Tyvar in play, so it's not totally solved yet. I mean, I could involve putting, I could see putting like a couple Kioras in, or a couple of um, the four drop in there. The problem is it like kills your two drop to find your three drop. So it doesn't actually like help you assemble the combo because you don't have any other like ways. Like, if I kill my Curious Follower to get my 3-drop, my Unctus, it's like, all right, well, now I'm missing my 2-drop. Well, you have to get the Extraction Specialist. <laughs> it can't add creatures to play. All, all it can do is turn one creature into another creature. It doesn't It doesn't ever add another creature to play. Well, if you have Extraction Specialist, it does. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So we're adding a whole fourth color <laughs> for this right, free right. edition. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I haven't solved it yet. Th that's the riddle. Yeah, I don't have a deck in front of me, and it might be that the path you're going down, and maybe you just want need like two Cures followers and Tyvar, okay. and you don't need the like the whole rest of the combo is not actually that needed. But I, I would at least start with like eight untap effects, maybe like four Thoughtsees, and you know maybe like a couple of treasure cruises or something, just to like give you a bunch of value because all your creatures don't do anything. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you have the ability to just like loop all these uh, untap effects through your deck, and maybe at the end of all that, you can uh, Thassa's Oracle your opponent. 
All right, so that's a Kiora's follower Unctus combo. All right. You highlight the Locust God next. Yes, okay. So Locust God says whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 one, one blue, blue, and red insect token. So if you have Unctus in play and you play the Lotus God, if you have a way to tap the Lotus God, let's say a vehicle with crew one, you tap the God to crew the thing, it triggers Unctus, so you loot and draw, you make a 1-1. One, one. The 1-1 one, one can crew the vehicle in response. So you can make an infinite amount of 1-1s. One, you can choose to draw through your deck. And you can make, you know, whatever, you have 40 cards left in your deck. You can make 38 uh, one, one flying, or are they insects? Wait, so these are blue? These are blue insects? Yeah, blue and red insects. I did not realize that. So yeah, you, you end up with, you know, whatever, minus a couple cards left in your deck to give you some whatever. If you want to uh, find a uh, Thatch's Oracle in the middle of all that, you could probably find one of those too. <laughs> on your next turn, you draw, you know, there's one card left in your deck. You have a Thassa's Oracle in your hand. You attack your opponent with 30 insects. If they somehow have a sweeper or something, okay. And then you win with Thassa's Oracle. Or if they don't have a sweeper, you kill them with damage. So, again, here I like Omen Keel. We talked about it before. It's an easy card to crew. Uh, it's very powerful on curve. It does help you hit a bunch of lands. You know, Lotus God is six mana. I'm not sure if you play ramp effects in a, in a shell like this or maybe you just have a couple lotus gods in there and just hope to hit it throughout the natural course of play i don't really know what that shell would look like but that is a combo that you can do that you can execute yeah i'm like unctus and locust god are both legends so maybe i'm in modern and i'm gonna gorios these and my vehicle's a smuggler's copter it's probably not a good idea but <laughs> it'd be so sweet <laughs> I do want to point out that Lotus God actually this also gets around Fatal Push. So you can when you crew Omen Keel, that's an activated ability. The Omen Keel is not yet crewed. You've just paid the cost. So the trigger happens first. You get your one one, and then so if you hold down Shift, you can crew everything in response to everything. Oh. So you can get all your tokens. Let's say okay. in like you play Lotus God, you pass your opponent during your their upkeep. You make thirty one ones or whatever, and you find your Oracle to hand, and then so they have to have a Sweeper and a Thoughtseize to stop you. Um, or whatever. You can make 20 during their upkeep to make sure you have enough power and then they pass. If they sweep, you can... Whatever. So yeah, they they can't stop you with a fatal push. Obviously, if they can trigger fatal push, they can just kill your Unctus, but you at least can dodge the unkicked fatal push. Alright, so those are some advanced combos we can attempt. I have two more Pioneer lists I want to propose, and I'll just mention a couple things that you could do in Modern. I've got Unctus is so cool. Freaking love this card. <laughs> so forget about infinite combos. Can I interest you, David, in Death's Shadow in Pioneer? Yes, you can. I love the look of this list. Walk us through it. All right, so people keep casting Shadow of Mortality against me in Modern. This is the 15 drop that can be cast for as little as Black Black if you are at 7 life or lower. And they're doing that for weird reasons, for Calibrated Blast Modern reasons. But it's like a sort of okay card in play, 7-7. Seven, seven. Not good enough in Modern, but maybe that's good enough in Pioneer. I, I talked about this Neoform Atraxa deck that I've been messing with. There, a 7-7 seven, seven backed up by a Stubborn Denial is very, very good. So like, what if Shadow of Mortality is like actually okay in Pioneer, if it makes the Stubborn Denial a real card? How can you reliably get your life down low enough? Well, we, we suddenly have a way that did not exist before. Unctus can just activate its Phyrexian mana ability over and over again. It can actually target itself. You don't need another creature in play. You can just go from 20 to 6 in one shot uh, at sorcery speed, so they can stop you if they realize that something is up. <laughs> but they probably won't stop you. And then 
and then your shadow of mortality is unlocked. You can also play Scourge at the Skyclaves. Scourge does require you to hit the opponent for something, so that's the tricky part. You do have to deal with some damage to them before Scourge can come down, um, but they might shock themselves, uh, or you can get a hit in with another one drop or two drop. So I have some supporting cards to make the Scourge a little bit more reliable. Specifically, I have Knight of the Ebon Legion. Great card in Vampire's deck. Just a good overstated card in general. Follow that up with a Thought Seize and a Shockland, and you're growing your Knight. I have Evangel of Synthesis. This card has that draw two trigger, so if you play like Evangel on turn two, loot a card, sure. Next turn, play your Unctus. When you attack with the Evangel, you will, you will loot. You will draw a second card, so the Evangel will get a bonus. It will have Menace. You can pump it before you do that with the, the Unctus, so you're actually getting your life total down, and you're just hitting for big chunks of damage. So the Evangel is actually pretty impressive. It's just like a card without a home, we might say. So four Evangel, four Knight of the Ebon Legion, four Scourge of the Skyclave, four Shadow Mortality, Thought Seize, Fatal Push, and Stubborn Denial. So I'm actually pretty low to the ground. I have four Unctus, and kind of the missing last pieces are two copies of Demonic Embrace. Demonic Embrace is an aura that you can cast from your graveyard by discarding a card and paying three life. It gives your creature plus three, plus one. So this will, it's kind of like the Teamer Battle Rage slot, but it's a card you could like loot away with an Evangel or with an Unctus. Two Scrap Heap Scroungers. Um, I'm not sure if this is actually a good use of slots, but again, this just hits pretty hard with Unctus and is like kind of free. Some speculative cards that I'm considering are uh, a Singleton Font of Agonies. This is a weird one, David. Do you know this card? I know it because you mentioned it when we were talking about this a while ago. Um, it gains counters every time you pay life. Right. And you have a few cards that require that <laughs> iron price. <laughs> and then um, you remove four blood counters from it to destroy target creature. Yeah, so it's an interesting control effect. Yes. Yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing here. Yeah, it might be like too unreliable. Like the Scourge of the Skyclaves in particular is the one that I'm worried about. But I don't know. It'd be it'd be a fun thing to try and just like something that I didn't think was possible in Pioneer, but I now think it might be possible. Yeah, I think my one instinct here is to actually not play that many Stubborn Denials. I don't like playing Counter Magic with Thoughtseize. Um, I would maybe like max out on your Scrap Heap Scroungers and even consider the the mechanic to go with your evangel unctus oh really um, okay it just just so you can go like one drop two drop three drop more often i i don't think stubborn denial is that useful if you're going to be thought seizing like in general you you end up not playing a lot of those same effects hmm. as far as like how good scourge is or shadow i think you really want to be able to like play a two drop so that your scourge is at least castable like once it's in play because you're going to do so much damage to them and so much damage to yourself it'll be fine I think you just want to be able to play your Scourge on three, like a reasonable amount of the time, if that's your if that's your three drop. So maybe I need like another two drop. I was thinking, like, should we splash white? Because if, if you splash white, you get Skrelv, very good with big creatures, very good with Unctus. You also get a Danto Vanguard, which is another part of this, you know, pay as much life as you want plan. Um, every four life, <laughs> that's a Font of Agony's trigger that turns on Knight by itself, Knight of the Ebon Legion, I should say. So like to the extent that Death Shadow was like a historic deck, for example, like that that's a key card as Knight as Adonto Vanguard. Um so that's another direction you could go. The mana starts to get a little a little iffy there. Yeah, Unctus is double blue. 
mm-hmm. and we need black on turn one and then we need blue blue on turn three so i i don't know how feasible adding white is i suspect it's going to involve a lot of uh <laughs> rainbow lands that hit you every time you tap them if you if you try it and then uh, maybe you're still okay because you do want to hurt yourself but I think the this deck seems pretty stable right now. I don't know that I would play like Font of Agonies. I think I just really focus on being like a beatdown deck that has the ability to just play Shadow, which dominates combat. Hmm. Okay. Without like the combo. I mean, I'd still keep the two Demonic Embraces, or at least one, mm-hmm. as a card you can just like loot to to fly over to do the last bits of damage. But I actually think just like Scrap Heap Scrounger on two, Unctus, make it blue, do four to them is like a reasonable curve. I do think Evangel is actually going to be insane in this deck. Mm-hmm. It's just four damage unblockable if, if Unctus is in play forever. Um, so like you could imagine like Evangel into Unctus, you take two, you do four to them, and now you can play Scourge, do as much damage to yourself as you like, and you're hitting them for at least another four. Like Scourge becomes huge. Right, right. Yeah, it sounds sweet. I'm, I'm a little bit worried that if we don't draw Unctus, we don't do any of this, but the concept is there at least. All right, so from there, one last list that I, I do think is worth exploring, and this is actually a very, very basic idea. What if we just play like Blue Skies, with or without ninjas? What, what do I mean by that? Well, it turns out that if you just want creatures that benefit immediately from both of Unctus's Lord effects, you want cheap artifacts that are also blue. And there are two of them. There's Silver Raven, which is a 1-1 flying creature that scries one, and Network Disruptor, one one flyer that taps any permanent when it comes into play. I already mentioned how I think that's a sweet card um, with Unctus. You can just tap your tap itself to get an extra loot if you need to, but more importantly, it just keeps pushing damage. It messes with their mana. It makes it very impossible for them to block. And if you are gonna say ninjutsu the network disruptor back to your hand a bunch of times, I'm imagining that they just can never block. What's the rest of the deck? Well. I think you need more ones, so I'm proposing four combat couriers and four moon circuit hacker, which is unfortunately not an artifact. Um, this is the... Oh, it's an enchantment. It's an enchantment. This is the pioneer version of uh, Ninja of the Deep Hours. A couple of covert technician. This is another weird ninja that actually is an artifact, um, and I think it's actually kind of good with Unctus. I actually think this card is awesome. I've been... I This is an awesome card to find. I, I've been looking at this card a lot, I'm always like, ah, oh, there's not like a reasonable lore, but now we have it. I think I'd max out on these and try to find a way to like do something sweet with them. So if you ninja this in on turn two, you can immediately put in a two mana artifact. Unfortunately, the Omen Keel is not eligible for this because it's the backside of the MDFC. But I still would play, I think I, think I would still play Omen Keel. I think it's just like a huge creature. Uh, and then yeah. maybe some combination of scrap heap scroungers or glint nest cranes or chief engineers. It's, it's not totally clear to me what the rest of the creature suite looks like. And then do you play disruption? If so, it should probably be metallic rebuke. Just like assume you're going to win in the air, kind of like a spirits deck, uh, with the occasional metallic rebuke, but you can just loot a bunch of times between moon circuit hacker and Unctus. that's the idea. So one of the things I was thinking about, and I don't, this is an interesting deck. I I, like a lot of the cards. I don't, you know, obviously (laughs) I get nervous about playing like silver Raven network disruptor. You Mm. love stuff like this. (laughs) Um, But, but I do, I think like as, as a full on synergy piece, I think they make a ton of sense. I would look at maybe playing the four mana um, blue, black planeswalker that 
can activate twice if it blinks something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the, the new Kaito Suzuki? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, so I'd like load up on the covert technicians, and in theory what I'm imagining is Kaito Suzuki's first ability um, makes it so they can't block or whatever, or, or whatever. We play our, um, let me look this up here, network disruptor. <laughs> yes. we, tap their, we tap their creature. Um, so then Kaito Suzuki says they can't block. So whatever, we, we neutralize two creatures. Then we hit them with our ninja or ninja something in. And then Kaito blinks the thing we just played, the network disruptor or whatever. And then it gets to activate again. It gets to drain or draw mm. a card or whatever the other thing is. And then we're like net positive because we're constantly getting to play these artifacts for free. Um, like every, if, if we're bouncing a silver raven each time, we're replaying it with the, the, um, the ninja. So we don't lose the the tempo that we normally would because I think you can stack your triggers, right? You bounce a creature and then you play something from your hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you end up not losing. So you get to trigger your Planeswalker twice, which is key. And the, the first ability we're going to activate every turn to make sure we can keep hitting with our ninja. And then I think it makes like a 2-2 two, two that if it dies, drains for two. And I think it draws a card or your options. I can't, I can't remember. Um, drains too yeah that's the drone artifact creature token okay this is kaito dancing shadow yeah and okay and, and then that's an artifact exactly so it makes an artifact is my point for for um for unctus okay that, yeah maybe this is the missing piece because i, I kind of i like the idea of covert technician but i hadn't quite put together what i was doing with it that makes use of the trigger every turn i, I love how the covert technician is actually really hard to kill right it's got huge toughness natural two four right. Natural yes. three CMC. It's like very hard to kill this card. Um, right. So once it's doing its thing. So it's hard to kill. And then with the, with a planeswalker uh, and if, if, if it's being buffed by Unctus, it's just actually big, right? It's three, yeah. four or three, five. Yeah. It attacks as a three, five that loots every time it attacks. Like, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that'd be my thought process is something like that. Like some number of the four mana planeswalker. Okay. I'm into it. As a card that has interesting synergy with the artifact ninja, like replaying the artifact. So you your net loss is zero. You're you're not losing any tempo. You're playing the card for free. Yeah, that's sick. Okay. I'm I'm excited to mess around with that more. But like I wouldn't play Chief Engineer in this shell. We don't have artifacts we want to play. Like that's a card I would maybe like cut the first one of. We'd we'd have to look at it. I mean, I, I don't like Emery in this list. I'll just say that. Like, but Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I think that going for Kaido pushes us towards like a a different direction that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, just just something to think about because I I've thought a lot about that artifact card, and as soon as I didn't think of it, I certainly didn't propose it. But then you were like, "Oh, Unctus pushes the power." I was like, "Wow, is there a three mana artifact we can like cheat into play? That's interesting." Um, does it let us play prototype cards? Hmm. I actually don't know. I don't. I don't know if it does. I have to check on this. <laughs> Because again, one of the things we found is the black prototype is interesting. Uh, if you have a way to push its power, Unctus pumps it one, so that's it's like weirdly better. And and that card has menace. Uh, just another card to consider. Like it's it's functionally unblockable. Right, right. Gosh. Anyway, just thinking out loud. I freaking love this card. Unctus is sweet. <laughs> but maybe just four Scrap Heap Scrounger. Honestly, it's just so good. Yeah. Okay. So those are all pioneer concepts. I do want to just mention for the modern fans, this card is actually potentially very good in modern talking about Unctus again. 
Um, Aspiring Spike has played two very sweet Unctus shells, and, you know, they're using the same types of synergies we're talking about. But in Modern, you get access to Riddlesmith, which kind of doubles your Unctus looting effect, right? Riddlesmith lets you loot every time, uh, what is it, you cast an artifact? or is it When, when it you cast an artifact spell, you draw a card. If you do, you may draw a card. If you do, you discard a card. Right, so now that you have a lot of access to that effect between Unctus and Riddlesmith, uh, you can be a lot more confident about Oval Chase Daredevil, which you know is, is a very good card in Modern with Underworld Cookbook. So those three cards are like kind of core to a lot of what uh, Spike is proposing in these Unctus shells. One of them is an Affinity Shell, so just trying to like get on the board, just get huge value with Riddlesmith and Oval Chase Daredevil and Unctus looting away as you fill up the board with Memnites and Ornithopters, uh, Emery's here, Thought Monitor's here, and of course uh, Urza's Saga to turn this all into a win. And a three Smuggler's Copter. If you love Smuggler's Copter, I mean, this is a sweet way to play them. The other one is, is less focused on beatdown. He's saying, okay, well, Kiora's Follower is fine for Pioneer, but you get a much, much more powerful version in Modern called Fate Stitcher four mana zombie wizard but it unearths for just a single blue it unearths with haste all you need is two fate stitchers and they can just keep tapping to untap the other one so they're blue so they're they're naturally blue for unctus yeah i'm a natural blue and then you loot through <laughs> your deck <laughs> um, and thassa's oracle probably finishes things in this shell as it always does so i think uh, he's iterated on this a couple times sometimes with mesmeric orb sometimes without um, cause again, you do have to find that second fate stitcher. It, it takes a little while, but once Unctus is down, it just wins immediately for the most part. And because it can be played out of your graveyard, the Unctus Mesmeric Orb is almost like, it's not a tutor, but it really rips through your deck. I mean, you're going to see the top 25, 30, 40 cards r- real fast. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Emery is good here. I mean, they kind of have to kill Emery, so... Yeah, it digs you four while doing all that. Digs you towards fate stitchers and oval chase daredevils. So yeah, that daredevil is like intriguing because it is pioneer legal, and that's like another angle that we're not proposing it this week. But you you could just say, okay, I want to do chief engineer, oval chase daredevil, and Unctus, and just like see what where that takes me uh, in either format. To, to be honest, so yeah, this is a, potentially a very good card in modern as well. We're not going to go into detail on it more now, but I'll direct you to these aspiring spike leagues. Yeah, I will say the one reason that Oval Chase Daredevil isn't as intriguing in Pioneer is there is a land in Modern, Urza Saga, I mm-hmm. won't tell you what set it's from, but you can guess, uh, that just converts a bunch of artifacts in play, no matter how bad, into a win. It just gives you two giant creatures uncounterable, and each one of them does it, and it tutors up another artifact. So, without the ability to do that, a bunch of artifacts in play and a bunch of cards from all your looting with Oval Chase Daredevil is much harder to convert to a win in Pioneer. I'm not saying it's impossible but it, you just have to do a lot more work you have to like play four mana karn that's not a good card you know like etc etc yeah you, you have to do a little bit more work than just play a land <laughs> uncounterably and then turn it into two ten tens and then uh, and a tutor yeah that's a fair point yeah so stick with modern for the oval chase daredevil and we have you know i've i've proposed one you had a couple in your ninja list like it's a card you should at least just have one of i think Mm -hmm. as you're flying through your deck it can turn into something especially if you can play play it because again unctus can turn into an artifact that can tap if you have something that's granting haste artifacts it can just all of a sudden get in there for five um but if you can't make black i don't think it's actually useful uh in in pioneer in in the way that it is where you just yeah loot it away for free 
Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we've talked for an hour about Unctus. I think the card is sweet. I thought it was sweet. Now I think it's even sweeter. I mean, just hearing some of the, the ways that you're finding these synergies, I'm really excited for this card. Yeah. And honestly, I think this is the card we'll like keep coming back to because like I said, I, I, I don't know which one of these lists will be good or bad. Even like in each of the lists, you know, you're proposing five cards. I'm proposing five cards. We don't know if we're right or wrong. I mean, basically no one's played Unctus and Pioneer. So we're just like <laughs> doing the work <laughs> in real time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there's just so much room to here to explore, to see what's good, to see what's bad, to tweak, to improve the list. Then you can kind of metagame again because you're, can often loot through a bunch of your deck. You can actually find your hate pieces and for certain matchups, maybe. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just a super rich card. It's a super deep card. And, and I think it's, it's probably something that we'll keep tooling around with as long as some of these list shows promise for, for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Unctus is so sweet. It's, it's almost a bummer to like shift from that to talk about the dragon. I don't know, David, should we, should we talk about these dragon decks or should we just save them for the another time? I think we should wait till next week. I mean, we're already at an hour 10 here. Yeah. All right. So let's just call it here. Uh, we did test some Capricious Hellraiser. Details are in the notes. They were not successful leagues. I'll just, I'll just say that right now. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll follow up on those in a future time because I think I want to end yes. on a high note with Unctus. There it is. Yes. All right. So the, the point is Unctus is sweet. There's a million things you can do with it. Even just, I mean, we're going to propose like eight lists. We're just scratching the surface of what you can do with it. Uh, there's a bunch of cards that uniquely interacts with and, and, you know, go forth and be, you know, productive here. Exactly. All right, David, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. See you next time. All right. Take care. Deck list for this episode can be found at our homepage, faithlessbrewing.com. And tune in next time as we kick off previews for March of the Machine. Support for this podcast is provided by brewers like you. Join the Faithless family and help support the show at patreon.com slash faithlessbrewing for Discord access, bonus content, and more. That's all for today. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.